Welcome to the Electric Spirit Podcast, where we dive into all things metaphysical and fun. Here's your host, psychic medium, Jamie Lynn. Hi, today we welcome Alyssa Couture, fashion designer, fashion entrepreneur, and fashion author. Alyssa is the founder of the Healthy Fashion Campaign, and Alyssa uses fashion to connect soul, spirit, and health into fashion in a unique holistic approach. Alyssa promotes plant-based fabrics and the advantages of using plant-based fabrics so people can live a healthy and happier lifestyle. And welcome to the show, Alyssa. Thank you so much, Jamie, for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for being here. And can you please tell us how you got into fashion and and what your background is? Yes. So, um, and before I begin, I just want to say I love the podcast, and I think that you're doing a really great thing with your title, Electric Spirit. I think it's really inspiring. Oh, thank you. And I didn't realize that the initials of it were ESP. Oh, wow. You know, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? It, but it, that's what Spirit wanted me to call it. I really appreciate your feedback on that, and I'm so glad that you're you're here. Thank you. Of course. With my work, it, mm-hmm. I, I believe it really aligns with uh, your whole topic and subject matter of new age and alternative metaphysical arts, mm-hmm. healing arts. Yeah. So with that subject in mind, I just wanted to give you a little background about me. I am founder owner of Healthy Fashion Campaign, and it's all about fashion for human health and environmental health. But I do go very heavily uh, deep in my work in regards to fashion in relation to new age and spiritual awakening and spiritual consciousness and enlightenment. And all these things really do matter because uh, during this time of the golden age, mm-hmm. we're kind of in transition from fashion that is giving to us, It's but it's not giving enough. So mm-hmm. my work is really to help and heal the body, mind, and soul and fuse together the five bodies, fashion for physical body, fast, fashion for the mental body, fashion for the emotional body, fashion for the spiritual body, and fashion for the energetic body. Mm -hmm. And fashion for the five bodies is a concept that created because as, you know, light workers and new agers Mm -hmm. were tapping into the spiritual realm. And part of that is in relation to every industry and every type of field of work on the planet. And fashion is too, because what I find is fashion is spiritual, It's not just a material item, it's energy, and it's giving us a way to use fashion as a healing modality. So um, I have been working in the field of fashion for 15 plus years. I worked very heavily in fashion retail, styling customers, retail management, visual fashion merchandising. I dabbled quite a bit in fashion journalism. I had a fashion eco blog. I studied fashion design at the Academy of Art University many years ago. Mm -hmm. I also had created a handmade fashion brand where I would 
design, pattern make, and produce mini fashion collections and sell them in boutiques and pop-up shops. And that was a lot of fun because it really gave me the hands-on approach with making fashion and being aware of what the customer wants. And as a stylist or a former stylist, hundred count uh, styling countless outfits, mm-hmm. I definitely am able to approach fashion in a way where I understand what people want. So with f- fashion and design, I understand that people want something therapeutic, medicinal, comfortable, healthy, uh, and healing. So along with my work and background in the fashion industry, Mm -hmm. I have also had quite a bit of a spiritual life living and working in ashrams and monasteries. Wow. And these, these living and working in the ashrams and monasteries, I was able to gain a spiritual grounded, uh, way of life through meditation and yoga and also as an energy worker and a planetary energy healer and grid keeper of the crystalline energy grid. I'm sure you mm-hmm. heard about that. Yes. Um, I also have done a lot of work visiting energy vortexes and channeling some of the energy at Mount Shasta, at Lake Tahoe, Monterey Bay, Crestone, Colorado, and Joshua Tree. So I really Mm -hmm. have a holistic approach to fashion because of my energy work and my work as connecting with um, the vortices on the planet, the sacred sites, the sacred power vortices. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. That's interesting. How did you get into living? Like, how were you able to live at a monastery? That's like, how did that happen? So with these mm-hmm. uh, ashrams and monasteries, mm-hmm. they have uh, programs where you go to the center and I'll rattle off a couple of the places I've been to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kitchen manager at Bhavana Society in Michigan, Highview, Michigan. Oh, wow. And I was a resident at Shivananda Vedanta Center in San Francisco. So they have these programs where Mm -hmm. they they allow people to live and work or just live at these places. And it's a very spiritual endeavor because you kind of interpret life in a different way and it's very community driven. So you have that aspect to it. And you learn a lot about yourself. And I'm a bit of a, I would consider myself a bit of a, a monk or oh, wow. I, I, I'm not a monk. I, well, I, no, I get it. <laughs> but I right. would consider myself uh, through the many years of solitude and a lot of research and time alone because of not just my lifestyle, but just my life experience. I've had a lot of time to approach Uh, these concepts for fashion and to tend to my energy work as a planetary energy healer, but being able to uh, live it and work at these uh, spiritual places uh, made fashion 
kind of superficial to me. And I said, you know, why do I have such a strong fashion for passion? It can be very frivolous and superficial. And a lot of the fashion marketing out there is very egotistical. And that's why I wanted to create this book is to create, create more holistic fashion industry and support the, the holistic uh, mm-hmm. part of the fashion industry. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And you wrote a book, Healthy Fashion, The Deeper yes. Truths. Uh, can you please tell me about your book and what inspired it? Yes. So Healthy Fashion, The Deeper Truths was really uh, a product of my passion for fashion and also just delving into the psychology and theory of what fashion is and how it can be improved in society. And it really is all about uh, transitioning our current mainstream conventional fashion industry, moving into uh, the current eco-sustainable movements, and then actually transitioning into the healthy, enlightening, conscious fashion industry. Uh, There's so much toxicity and pollution on this planet, and there's a lot of just heaviness and Right. There's a lot of uh, uh, elitism in the fashion industry too. It's very cutthroat and yes, regarded, and it's practically uh, political and governmental. So this fa- this fashion book kind of breaks it down and breaks it down for the consumer, not just the fashion professional, because I approach it and write it in a way for every individual that wants to take on the journey and experience of creating fashion for health. And we're all doing this and we're already practicing it, but what the fashion book gives people and the reader are tools and ways to activate specific ideas and concepts that are already, we already know, but we kind of want to know more about and just kind of uh, activate the ideas because this is an ancient practice. Uh, for example, the ancient samurai warriors would dress uh, in garments, undergarments, and dyed from indigo. And the dye would seep into their bloodstream and cure their wounds when they were in battle. And oh, wow. so just that in general, the uh, vibrational energetic frequency of herbs and dyes is just a tiny little portion of what fashion can do for us. Fashion can do so much and there's so many intricate complexities of fashion that can make fashion healthy. And we don't have to, you know, do every little thing to make fashion healthy. We're already practicing fashion for health. We're already healthy fashion practitioners by dressing every single day and expressing ourselves. So it is important to recognize that I'm not starting something new. This is definitely a modern approach to fashion, but I do like to explain that where we're at in our wardrobe is perfect. And the tools and remedies that I uh, talk about and work with are a way to inspire our wardrobe and actually just educate us to be truly conscious about what fashion can really do for us metaphysically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically. 
Of course. No, that that's great. And what is exactly healthy fashion? Well, that's a, a good question. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess I will explain to you what unhealthy fashion is. Oh so yeah. That was my next question. This is great. Yeah. What is unhealthy fashion? So unhealthy fashion, um, there are so many different aspects of what unhealthy fashion is, but I'll break it down for a few things. There's egotistical fashion, fashion that is based on the ego. Yes. That is sort of superficial and is you're dressing not for yourself. You're dressing for Mm -hmm. others. You're dressing to sort of promote, um, egotistical behaviors and activities. Can I stop you there? I didn't mean to interrupt. As far as egotistical fashion, a lot of the designers will send things to people like Kim Kardashian because, you know, she's in the press and they basically kind of, they kind of use her to, for people to see what she's wearing. And a lot of these people get stuff for, for free, right? What do you think? Of, is that kind of egotistical fashion, would you say? Because somebody that's, you know, living on the streets, they wouldn't have that opportunity, which kind of isn't fair. Well, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a perfect example of egotistical mm-hmm. fashion. Yeah. Interpretation of mm-hmm. what egotistical fashion is. And yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to really discuss her approach to fashion. No, a lot of, I get it. A, a lot of the fashion in Hollywood is really uh, promoting um, almost artificial intelligence. There's like a mm-hmm. hive matrix of fashion trends in the industry to s- sort of seduce people to mm-hmm. try to dress a certain way or influence people. Oh, and okay. When when celebrities do dress they're not necessarily dressing for themselves. They're trying to promote envy and jealousy. Uh, Oh, you know, we can wear this, you know, and, you know, not everybody can. And, or they're trying to sell it truly and, and make, and make a profit off of it. So there's a very seductive, uh, almost evil trend thing going on in Hollywood and some of the mainstream fashion market. Mm -hmm. And it's not, Really, it really exploits the personal self and, and mm-hmm. identity. Mm-hmm. It's not really expressing the who the person is. Of no. course, some of uh, celebrities' fashion is truly uh, remarkable fashion and very sure. inspiring. They're not always doing something bad, but you know, mm-hmm. celebrities in general, it, it's it's an elite force that sure really not um, benefiting fashion in a, the most holistic way. And sure. I don't even want to get into it or start. <laughs> no, I understand fashion industry, but I agree with you 100%. I think that uh-huh. uh, there is, there is a, a sort of a seductive approach uh, of trying to promote fashion through um rich elite people right influence people to dress that way Mm -hmm. and you know we are all innocent to collective trends sure it's it's very um natural intuitive thing to Mm -hmm. to dress collectively but there are different ways that need to be approached and idolizing and worshiping people through fashion is not a, a very uh, honorable thing. I, no. If you go in, 
if you go and visit a, a monk or a guru and you see them dressed in a robe, mm-hmm. you get a sense of blessing in prayer through their clothes clothing mm-hmm. and actually the silhouette itself is pretty spiritual and divine and holy and it has some forms of ancient healing powers because it goes back in time and i'm not telling anybody to dress in a robe but what i'm saying is uh we don't ever really worship the clothing and we don't really worship a, a mortal soul we worship right. we worship this, the soul, the spirit, and the divine God within every human being. And that actually mm-hmm. uh, brings me to an important point with fashion and healing at the soul and the self. We can use ways to dress uh, ourselves and retrieve our soul through clothing. We can use ways of being able to retrieve our souls because when people go through a lot of trauma and whether it be physical trauma or emotional trauma some of our soul breaks off i'm sure you're you've heard of this before and it's called soul retrieval in the shaman mm-hmm. yeah i've heard of that the, the soul mm-hmm. retrieval and in order to protect our clothing and honor ourselves we have to dress in a sense of armor and um through fashion, it can be as simple as a t-shirt or any type of silhouette. It really truly means what type of connection we have with a piece of clothing or outfit that can give us those protective energies to ward off uh, the situation of your soul or spirit being shattered from trauma. And Mm. through the end times, through this new age, we're going through a lot of destruction and uh, evil forces on this planet and if you're not congratulations <laughs> but everybody really is going through some form of right well everyone's going mm-hmm. through some form of spiritual battle and fashion can definitely be a tool to rep- protect ourselves from that mm-hmm. right i agree and so you're saying with unhealthy fashion it's uh unhealthy fashion could be egotistical Right. Yes. Is there and anything also, uh-huh. Yes. There's many, many things. Okay. Um, one other thing I'd like to let you know is yeah. the physical fibers, the physical materials and fabrics. In the 1930s, uh, we developed synthetics. Uh, large chemical companies like Monsanto, Bayer, DuPont developed synthetics, polyester, rayon, acrylic, ace tape. Mm-hmm. And these plastic fibers are not the future of fashion, even though it's taking over a total of 85 to 95% of the fashion textile industry. And we're all wow. uh, wearing polyester fibers. The plastic mm-hmm. fibers is not the perfect match topically for skin because of its lack of breathability and it's uh, slightly acidic. And in order to have a pH balance, neutral cellulose is the perfect way to uh, bring our body into a, a balanced pH. So what we're dealing with here is we're dealing with uh, 
fabric that uses over 8,000 chemicals to produce. I mean, there's oh all kinds of harsh chemical treatments on these plastics and even on some natural fibers, but most specifically, polyester has also been scientifically researched and has been named carcinogenic in some cases. Oh, wow. And we all know carcinogenic can cause the properties of being mm-hmm. carcinogenic can cause disease. Mm-hmm. So we really want to step away from the plastic fibers and the industry is not booming in alternative fabrics, but it's definitely a trend and we're finding more and more plant-based fabrics in the industry. And it's very exciting. It's going to be yeah. very exciting time when we wear not just cotton and linen, but hemp fabrics, Rami fabrics, nettle fabrics, pina fabrics mm-hmm. made from the pineapple leaf. We can oh, nice. wear more bamboo. They're developing fibers from cattails, from cactus, from water hyacinth. Oh, wow. So a whole uh, assortment of plants and Back in history, South America used about 550 different types of plants for textiles. Oh, my goodness. Right now, yeah. So right now we are using very little plant fibers as a demand within the industry. Cotton and linen are the most popular. There's a little bit of bamboo and lyocell and Mm -hmm. linen and whatnot, but really being able to produce and wear and discover more different types of plant fibers is really important for us too, because plants are a very spiritual type of medicine. And everybody Mm -hmm. heard of plants as being a plant medicine. So when we are wearing plant-based fibers. We're actually creating a plant-human connection, which is, it could be considered spiritual and Mm -hmm. just be considered therapeutic because when you go out into the wilderness, when you go out to the ocean and you connect with the plant life and the frequencies of the plants and landscapes, you're in tune with the environment and you feel a sense of calm and you feel sense of therapy from it. And that's what plant-based fibers can do for our body and does for our body right now. And what inspired you to use plant-based fabrics or to, t- um, to talk about that or to... I've had a yeah passion for plant-based fabrics for many, many years. I'm very uh, sensitive to materials mm-hmm. and As an energy healer, I'm very in tune with frequency and energy. And you can also actually say fashion materials can be electric. And we are actually electrical to, and we're magnetic beings. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the terms of magnetic therapy, uh, we have a whole field in our body of magnetics and electrical Uh, frequencies that need to be constantly healed and Mm -hmm. we can do that through acupressure and whatnot but with plants and plant-based fibers what it really comes down to is I'm very sensitive uh, to polyesters and animal fibers and I'm very in tune with frequency and energy of plants 
And as an energy planetary energy healer, I can connect with plant-based fibers probably on a, a level that many can't. And I actually, I'm not aware whether or not I'm more in tune with plant-based fabrics than others, but it's definitely part of my life experience to be in tune with plant-based fibers. Mm-hmm. And I find too that um, our whole society has been really bogged down with chemicals and not everybody is sensitive to the chemicals. Right. Well, many people just become immune to it. Wow. Okay. So when you activate your light body and you have these DNA activations and these spiritual awakenings, uh, those types of things can actually uh, make you more sensitive to uh, laundry detergents, right? Cleaning agents. Mm-hmm. Even things like on a hygienic level, uh, you could become more allergic to dust. So being a highly attuned soul, uh, I have realized that polyester, uh, even though I do wear it sometimes because it's really... Yeah, you can't avoid it, right? Yeah, you can't Mm -hmm. avoid it. Right. Some polyester fibers are very ergonomic and they don't really bother me, but some polyester fibers... Clearly, just they just bother me, and I, sure. I just start. So I, I'm not disrespecting the material because no, it's a part of life and everything. But moving into the future of fashion, having a plant based wardrobe is going to definitely be a a trend. It's definitely going to be the approach, and in the health and wellness sectors, people are finding that. Uh, even through just basic, uh, the, the basic medical part of it, w- when you have an infection, mm-hmm. say you have a, a, an infection in uh, your body uh-huh. or you have a yeast infection, the doctor will s- prescribe cotton underwear. They'll never tell you to wear polyester underwear because it seals and locks in the uh, moisture. And then it right. will- that will breed the bacteria. So we're dealing with a, a fabric that is not giving our body the ability to breathe. Mm. And uh, science tells you the only way to breathe is through your mouth, but that's not the case. Uh, we're breathing. Right. Our skin is a living breathing organ. That's why we have pores in our yeah. skin, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, when you take yeah. a bath, mm-hmm. they... They tell you if you take a bath in hydrogen peroxide or if you take a bath in baking soda with sea salt, right. you real detoxifying effect. Mm-hmm. And uh, to be honest, uh, I had taken one of those spa baths and I came out with this buzzing energy all over my body. And it was the crystalline, uh, the crystalline energetic frequency of the sea salt and the alkaline baking soda that was giving me that buzzing invigorating feeling it was electric wow. to be honest wow. electrifying that's amazing uh, yes yeah, so just to to talk about your title because i just love your title oh thanks Alyssa. i appreciate <laughs> your plugs yes no i, I love the idea oh, of thanks. um energizing ourselves uh, yeah know, magic and energy and all of that. So back to what I was saying with this crystalline uh, invigorating feeling from the spa uh, Mm -hmm. bath, 
baths from the baking soda and sea salt detox bath. Right. I was cleansing my body of impurities, but I was also finding that this crystalline energy imitates and also mocks the cellulose fibers. And through scientific research, I find the cellulose of plant fibers and plant fabrics are crystalline in nature. So what we're really doing is we're putting, when we wear cotton or linen or hemp or bamboo or whatever plant-based fibers Mm -hmm. we're wearing, we're wearing a form of crystal. It absorbs our energy like our crystals. So lots of times Mm -hmm all of these emotions throughout the day, mm-hmm. the fibers are doing its job by absorbing these emotions. So they do not come back into our body. They're being released and they're being absorbed. And that's why when we go to do our laundry, we find that it's not just soil that we're laundering. We're actually cleansing the fibers with the water and mm-hmm. it with the soaps and right. whatever else you put in your laundry. We are literally, um, uh, clearing out the emotional energetic residue of what we release throughout the day. So it's wow. very important. It's that's why I really, I really love to wear fresh clothes, fresh, clean clothes. Mm-hmm. And if I do have to put on dirty clothes, you know, it's, you get that feeling of muckiness sometimes. I don't know if mm-hmm. other people. Yeah, that. I do. Uh, you yeah. can feel that. Uh-huh. You can feel it. And, and that's mm-hmm. the energy. That's the, the energy, the residual energies from the emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, energetic bodies that we are releasing throughout the day. So the clothing is not just a channel, uh, like a, a like a crystalline channel, but it's a, a tool where we're constantly um, releasing, uh, and especially through these times of uh, ascension. We're constantly purging the evil stuff that is being whatever is happening throughout the world. I mean, this is a very toxic world, if you can agree with me. Yes, I can. (laughs) There's so much crime and murder and it's it's terrible. Yes, Mm -hmm. it's out of control. Yes. so, So because people are ungrounded, that's what I feel. A lot of everybody's angry and they're ungrounded. Who knows if a lot of the chemicals are causing them to be that way. You don't know. It's definitely a part of it. I mean, Mm -hmm. chemicals can, can definitely influence the brain. And Mm -hmm. also if it's low and negative in vibration, it's going to affect the body. And what I found is the, there's an institute in India that calls polyester fibers tamasic, which is a Indian term for toxic. And they call Mm -hmm. cotton fibers, well, through their research, they call cotton fibers sattvic, which is is purity, a pure frequency. So Mm -hmm. that's a whole new approach of actually observing the difference between synthetic fibers and plant fibers is through that institute. And what they're finding is polyester is actually, or could possibly be emitting a negative frequency. So yes, our fibers can definitely be functioning on that level. I agree with you. Sure. And um, I use plant-based laundry detergent and plant-based cleaners for my house. I, I think maybe, I wonder if people don't realize if you buy plant-based clothing and you wash it in, you know, a chemical laundry detergent, could that affect the clothes, even if the clothes are plant-based? Absolutely. Yeah. I have mm-hmm. a whole little section in my book about laundry care. Okay. I think that well, we good. can truly use 
our laundry detergents to our benefit, especially with um, some of the laundry detergents that add essential oils. That's a great way of Mm -hmm. being able to administer essential oils through the skin is when we launder with essential oil in the detergents, infused in the detergents. So that's plant-based laundry detergents. I I use plant-based laundry detergents too, and Mm -hmm. I use uh, cleaning products too. Mm -hmm. And yes, I find laundry detergent is especially important to use hypoallergenic based detergent. Uh, It doesn't have to be free and clear. They do have the essential oil infused laundry detergents that really are helpful. Yes. But there's going to be a whole new market and trend for laundry detergents. It's the perfect, it's the perfect ingredient and solution to put on to fabrics in order to administer uh, like a a medical treatment or therapeutic treatment uh, infused into the fibers through the skin. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll mention cosmetic fabrics there yeah. in the textile industry. They're creating textile fabrics infused with caffeine, zinc, vitamins, uh, seaweed powder, aloe vera, neem, herbs, botanicals. And with these fabric treatments being put into the fabrics, it's a perfect way to protect the energy body, but also it's a perfect way for these types of ingredients to be emerged immersed into the skin through mm-hmm. tropical skin and as an example people use the nicotine patch that's how they get their nicotine through the patch and when we wear clothes it's kind of like a, a patch like a, sure. a band- it's like it could be like a bandage or a patch and when we infuse these medicinal agreement and therapeutic ingredients in our skin through fabrics mm-hmm. it could be definitely a very important part of our future for the health and wellness apparel market. Sure. I agree with you. I think that people, maybe they don't realize that. And that's why I talked about plant-based laundry detergent that um, I have a friend and, you know, the person said, well, I use such and such a laundry detergent has chemical based. And I said, well, I use plant-based and he didn't realize that. And he was interested in learning more about the plant-based laundry detergent. So it's good to get the word out there because, you know, people, sometimes they don't realize that, that it could be making us sick. And, you know, I have clients because I do Reiki and they say, well, my doctor can't tell me what's wrong with me. And you almost wonder, gosh, is it our clothing that's making us sick or the chemicals in our carpet that we're exposed to every day Exactly. or in our furniture, they spray the furniture with um, fire retardant chemicals. I'm really glad you mentioned Mm -hmm. that. And Mm -hmm. I, I will totally agree with you a hundred percent. And the two major Mm -hmm. killers are stress and anxiety and heart disease. And, you know, when we're putting Uh, plastics over petroleum plastics over our body to keep our body from breathing that could stress and cause us hyperactivity alone just Mm -hmm. from having that lack of breathability within the body and through the chemicals you had said with the fire retardants and whatnot Mm -hmm. back to laundry detergent 
some labels are saying warning, right, warning labels right on the products. And I believe some laundry detergents, uh, well, uh, for example, sunglasses, I've seen labels literally on sandals and sunglasses, which mm-hmm. say, warning, this could contribute to infertility and cause cancer. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, they're, they're telling us. They're telling us right on the labels. Mm-hmm. I've taken pictures of some of these products, of some of these accessory apparel products, and they are also doing findings uh, through laundry detergent that they are finding carcinogenic properties mm-hmm. within uh, some of the mainstream detergents. So you oh. are correct. Uh, these chemicals could definitely be causing us a considerable amount of disease. And let's just mm-hmm. make it, we're not really an advanced society at this point because of what we're doing with our every single industry. I mean, there's there's poison in every single industry. Sure, of course. I mean, you can't avoid it, right? Yeah, Unfortunately. And, yeah. and to be more advanced, uh, we really have to be more um, holistic, mm-hmm. uh, more into the alternative health. And because of our disconnect to God or uh, whether you're religious mm-hmm. or not, we have a right. disconnection. We have mm-hmm. a disconnection with spirit. And when we have a disconnection with spirit, we, we have a disconnection with objects, materials, um, people, everything. It, it influences everything. So when we start creating a stronger connection, and I will suggest visiting energy vortexes on the planet as a way to connect with our soul and higher self. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it goes beyond fashion. When we, when we visit these planetary energy vortexes, it's like this crazy high frequency of energy. You will immediately become inspired by it. And you could even, you know, connect with um, spirit guides along the way mm-hmm. or, or whatnot. And, you know, I'm sure you as a psychic, you connect with your spirit guides. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. You mean places like uh, probably Joshua Tree in Sedona, Arizona? Yes. Or that yes. have the, the vortexes. In case the listeners don't know. Yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. the energy vortexes are the sacred mm-hmm. sites on sure. Earth. And Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. Stonehenge. Yes. yes. That's a mm-hmm. popular, very important one. And I mean, they're all over the world. They're all over mm-hmm. the country. I, I think you can mostly find vortices in your backyard. I mean, it, any kind of yeah, that's uh, true. ocean or body of water or mountain, mm-hmm. those are mini vortices. They might not be considered like strong portals of energy, but they're vortices in their own sure. right. Well, that makes sense. And how does plant-based fabrics heal us mentally, emotionally, like energetically and spiritually? So basically I've broken down fashion in those five parts. And in the book, I, I have different parts of fashion for emotions, fashion for mental health, fashion for physical health. And it's broken down because as I had addressed uh, earlier in our conversation, we're multidimensional beings and we're living in a physical body, but we're multidimensional because we have five bodies. We have our mental body, our physical body, our emotional body, our energy 
body and I add spiritual body because when I talk about energetic body, I'm talking about the magnetic, energetic frequency of the body. I'm not necessarily talking about the spirituality, which mm-hmm. is connected with our higher self. Right. No, I get so it. That's why I kind of uh, put those in two different categories. I but see. Because the reason why I address fashion in the five bodies is because it really creates a very strong, powerful type of clothing when we can consciously look at our clothes in multi-dimensional ways. It brings us into a new perspective. It brings us into a new state of consciousness. And it truly, uh, a big portion of this book, when people read it, it's not, it, it will be a lot of new news to most people. But it's something that, oh, I can understand this and relate with this. And, you know, this makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. I can apply it to my uh, my own practice of dress and clothing. It's going to uh, make it truly something very important. So with, for an example, we have fashion for energetic health. I talk about the chakras and the aura. And I know that this is the perfect show to talk about this. Yes. Because <laughs> you're all about new age and metaphysics. Yes, definitely. So with the energetic fashion and the human aura, we can truly wear certain types of textures, mm-hmm. uh, certain types of colors, certain types of fabrics and dyes, certain types of silhouettes, designs and shapes and details that bring us into a state of a perfect alignment. And as an example, you know, when you put on a piece of clothing and you just feel frumpy, it's almost like you're energetically not aligned. And then when you put on an outfit and you just feel like so energized and good and confident, Mm -hmm. you're really really actually wearing a garment that's really tuning in with your aura and your chakras and energetically helping energetically align your body. And that's where I had discussed fashion being a shield of armor, armor because it's protecting our aura and our chakras, but it's also aligning us. Because when we're in a state of alignment, mm-hmm. we are in a state of protection. Uh, because people or negative emotions or negative life experiences are less able to hurt us or get through into our system when we have that shield of armor. And, you know, as it, fashion can be a tool, and certainly, and we don't have to, you know, go into making it um, a whole new realm for people. Mm-hmm. But it can get to that point where fashion is, it, it, it has its own realm of healing and it's almost galactic and, and universal when we are in tuned and connected with our clothes because we cannot walk around naked. It's just not possible. Our clothing. Well, is- sure. <laughs> yeah. so, so instead of, you know, uh, just thinking that we're putting on a pair of clothes, we're actually doing so much more. And on the subconscious level, we're all very aware of it. Uh, right. But as a, as as a passion, as having a passion for fashion and delving into some of the psychology of fashion, I've really mm-hmm. been able to 
see that the future of fashion can be so much once we uh, bring the ancient practice of fashion back into uh, the state of consciousness and sort of take away some of that egotistical and problematic fashion. I mean, there's so much waste in fashion and it's because we're not tuned into those pieces of clothing and, and lots of clothes just go into the landfill and it's huh. actually wow. because it's plastic. It's not feeding our body like nutritionally on an energetic level because of the type of material it is. And because it, there's that, that disconnect when we have this strong connection with our wardrobe and we take p- certain pieces that we wear daily in a almost sacred act right we find that we don't need to you know hoard clothing but at the same rate lots of people have big closets and there's nothing wrong with that but i find myself if i have a closet which i have and had in the past with mm-hmm. dozens clothing pieces and nothing gets worn, I find that it's just not a Zen wardrobe. So when we are in tune with our certain specific types of clothes that we like to wear, we're creating a relationship and a connection with fashion that is going to create that Zen type of wardrobe for ourselves. Oh, wow. That sounds great. And what about clothing that belong to other people? Maybe their energies could still be on the clothing. It's almost like, and I don't mean to keep picking on Kim Kardashian. I don't have you know, any opinion on her. She's just popular in pop culture. <laughs> so um, <laughs> she wore Marilyn Monroe's dress to the Met Gala. I mean, do you think like Marilyn Monroe's energy was on that dress that Kim wore? Or, I mean, how do you... Oh, what, wow. You yeah. know, that's a really um, a deep question. Honestly, mm-hmm. a lot of the industry is making fun of her for doing that, wearing yeah. this dress. Um, sure. It's a little weird. It's. I, I think it was a little weird, and I don't think it was really respectful. Yeah, uh, I think it was disrespectful. Yeah, it was because disrespectful. Marilyn's energy is on that dress. So when it's kind of like when I was a paranormal investigator and maybe let's say somebody took their grandmother's pin and uh, they were disrespectful of a, of a brooch or something. You know what I mean, yeah. it's like, you know, that's that's disrespectful. I mean, maybe that's not a very good example, but if you're not treating something properly that belonged to somebody else, I'm not saying that she was, but. Well, I I mean, I actually had Mm -hmm. saw a video. Mm -hmm. Uh, Someone gave her a gift of a lock of Marilyn Monroe's hair. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. And then they said, oh, you can clone her. Mm. And with her lock of hair. So yeah, you know, we really have to get back to the film industry that was wholesome. And right. You know, to be honest with you, there's a lot of black magic and voodoo and, and witchcraft and nasty, nasty stuff in Hollywood. And that dress, whether or not there was energy on the dress, uh-huh. it probably was. If it was unwashed, uh, there probably was her yeah, energy. Sure. Possibly her deep because if she had if she had any sure. skin, skin that was dry mm-hmm. it could it could be clung to the to the dress of course but overall uh yes when you go into a thrift store you get i i personally get this real sick feeling because of all the residual emotion yeah. and energy 
Yeah, I can smell it when I walk in. It's like, oh, yes. uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm in a funeral home. Yes. <laughs> I don't get a good feeling from this. Right. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. I've, I've gotten strong, strong headaches from thrift me stores. too. I mean, uh-huh. I'll, I'll go in and I'll, I'll just, I'll just deal with it. Sure. You now it's great to find it. Yeah. I and I have people. probably some pieces from a thrift shop and you know, I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thrift shopping is really important, but sure. overall, I, I really don't think that her wearing that dress was really important. Uh, I think it was actually just disrespectful and, you know, she, she didn't really look that great in it because if you want to imitate no, she didn't. A, another celebrity <laughs> and try to be like, Oh, I, I'm the Marilyn Monroe in this era. It was just a little weird. You know, Hollywood, mm-hmm. they call Hollywood, Holly weirdo, Holly weird, a lot of weird stuff in Hollywood. It's people are getting away from Hollywood. They're all on social media and everyone's kind mm-hmm. of, becoming their own type of influencer and, and stepping into sure. their power. Me. I mean, but I don't really think we should idolize rich people or celebrities. I mean, that's just, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. And it probably is more like when you want to get up to a higher vibration spiritually to be, you know, you know, idolizing something like that kind of keeps you at a lower vibration. I hate to say that. That's what I feel. Yeah. Yeah, People have to stay away from celebrities and people have to, but they use fashion. They use fashion as a weapon to try to Mm -hmm. cling people because everybody wants to look at the celebrities and see what they're wearing because they're wearing all the high ready to wear fashion ensembles. Mm -hmm. So they do all kinds of things to try to make people keep looking and keep um, courting them over and over and over, you know, but I just wanted to uh, bring that up as, you know, energetically, like her wearing Marilyn's dress. It's just, you know, Marilyn's not here. She didn't get Marilyn's permission to wear her dress. And as a matter of fact, the designer that designed Marilyn's dress, when she's saying happy birthday to John F. Kennedy, Bob Mackey stated that he didn't like her wearing that dress or he didn't feel comfortable with Kim K wearing that dress. So they're just trying to have some kind of power trip, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't really like to entertain my thinking in regards mm-hmm. to why she wore that dress. No, truly, I, I get it. But truly, I believe that it's out of ego. It sure. And it's sacrificial fashion when it's ego-based fashion. Right. I know. I agree. You know, in the past, I bought an outfit from a major retail store. I'm not going to name names, but the garment smelled like chemicals, particularly formaldehyde. I washed the garment hoping it would wash away the smell, but it was still there after I washed the outfit. And this was a few years ago. Um, I ended up getting rid of the outfit. So how do chemicals like formaldehyde that are in on clothing affect people? Oh yeah. I mean, formaldehyde is, it's like a, a little bit of poison and Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you got rid of the garment because it's not worth it. I mean, I've had garments that were so cute to wear, but then they smelled like fumes. I mean, Mm -hmm. the strong scent of fumes. I mean, you can get, and I, I'm not going to 
say that it will kill you or anything. No. You can get large headaches, uh, lots of sorts of different types of diseases uh, Mm -hmm. on different types of levels from formaldehyde. Yeah. Uh, There's a documentary called Stinks, and this gentleman, uh, his wife had died of cancer, and he claims it could may have been caused by the uh, treatments on fabrics. Uh, Particularly, um, he approached formaldehyde when he put in the beginning of the intro of the film, his daughter's sleepwear was Mm -hmm. um, not formaldehyde, but it was treated with flame retardant. Right. The fabrics were so stiff, you could just see like a film of this flame retardant on the fabrics. Hmm. And he wanted to address the issue of his wife dying of cancer and all of these different types of chemicals in their textiles and agents um, and whatnot in every industry. uh, There's all kinds of chemicals. So Mm -hmm. formaldehyde is definitely an issue and yes. And it smells a chemical chemical giant um, produced it and you know, I, I don't like to always talk about corruption, but some of these chemical treatments could be some form of corruption within the world. Mm-hmm. That's true. And, and you know, it, yeah. Oh, go yes. ahead. I'm sorry. No, no go ahead. Yeah. Oh, and if you think about it, you know, our who knows what our shoes are made of. And then, I mean, I don't mean to get paranoid here, which I'm not, but you know, you think of, start thinking about what are our shoes made of and then you know, you're going to sleep every night and you're sleeping on who knows what, you know what I mean? I mean, hundreds of years ago, the the term, I need to go hit, I, I'm going to hit the hay. That actually was because people probably slept on hay, you know, hundreds of years ago, they didn't have sheets or mattresses, but now, you know, we have mattresses that probably have chemicals in them and sheets and yes. blankets. So it's, I mean, this is not just clothing, it's well, to add to your everywhere. point, mm-hmm. to add to your point, um, yeah. in in my book, I actually mention linen bedding. And oh, right. I did remember done, reading that. That's why I'm bringing yes, it up. And your book is very good, by the way. I recommend everybody read it. It's phenomenal. I just wanted to so add much. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so of course. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. And they found that there was no bed sores on patients using linen bedding. Scientists uh-huh. Confirmed it. Um, if we bring more medical like ideas into our apparel, we're going to not just be more comfortable. We're going to be able to address all of these uh, harsh carcinogenic chemicals that are hurting us, uh, whether mm-hmm. it's conscious or not. It, it's definitely an issue, and honestly. I, I talk about it uh, very uh, seriously in my book, yeah. um, different types of chemicals. And that's why the future of uh, fashion is going to be low impact dyes, organic botanical dyes, dyes that don't oh. hurt our body. And mm-hmm. all of these treatments and fabrics, we're really uh, using crazy technology at this point, nanotechnology. Um, you know, they're, they're creating 
nano treatments on fibers at the nano level. And you know, that certainly can seep into the bloodstream and into the pores if it's at the nano level. And also uh, researchers are finding we're eating a plastic credit cards worth of plastic a a week because we're inhaling uh, we're inhaling our our polyester fibers for one. Mm -hmm. Uh, We could be inhaling plastic through water bottles and whatnot. So I like I like to say, you know, it's we have to 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 kind of deal with what we deal. And I also stress that we can take on some of the worst and most imaginable on this planet. We're, we're strong. We're very Mm -hmm. strong people. Sure. Uh, But if you can, uh, if you can do those little things Mm -hmm. to help your body, uh, especially in the name of fashion, it's definitely going to help. Exactly. I agree with you. And just to be more mindful about things. You talk about feng shui in relation to fashion. Can you talk about how this can be implemented into fashion, the feng shui? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, it's definitely a subject and topic that can be explored uh, in much more detail uh, mm-hmm apart from what I've addressed in my work and book. But Feng Shui is definitely going to be a great way to kind of translate interior design, but use it for fashion. And in order to uh, create energetic flow and spaces in Mm -hmm. homes is to uh, look at the types of shapes, look at the types of materials Look at the design and aspects. How is it contributing to my health uh, through um, interior design? And then we can incorporate it into fashion. And it's as simple as a silhouette detail taking, you know, a sharp, ragged edge versus a smooth uh, a smooth shape. How is the shapes and the silhouettes and the types of lines and textures incorporating the feng shui element? And it, the feng shui elements can also dabble into our fire, air, water, earth elements. It can also dabble into different ways to help our meridians are all the meridians in our body. And one example is the acupressure sandal. Uh, it is a perfect healing modality and tool. There's a tool, a uh, healing uh, s- sandal that has all of the different, um, uh, little bumps that will massage your feet while you're walking. Oh, wow. And you know, the, Everybody well, like the acupressure points, right? Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Exactly. I didn't mean the to interrupt. No, uh-huh. no, that's what it is. Yeah. The handles. So feng, feng shui really is how, how is our energy flowing through our body? And do we have stagnant energy in our body because there's a silhouette piece and design that's sort of disrupting and interfering with our energetic flow? Mm-hmm. And it can even be uh, like a, a, a painting on a wall. Is it feng shui? Is it disrupting the energy or is mm-hmm. it contributing? 
contributing to my energy flow. And when we wear fashions, it's a very artistic, creative process. So we can tune into the feng shui design of picking specific paintings that's going to expand the energy in the room and picking certain garments is going to expand our aura and our energy. I have quite a bit of uh, more information that I want to um, put down on paper in regards to feng shui fashion, but it's, it's so mm. much fun. It's so much fun because Feng Shui for design, you can just see the difference. If you ever Google search before and after with Feng Shui designers, Mm -hmm. you can see and feel the difference of the energy in the room. And we can incorporate that within our fashion. And we already do. I mean, Mm -hmm. like intuitive, we're naturally intuitively doing that with our wardrobe. But, But the fact is, the point is when we incorporate the elements of Feng Shui and we act like consciously do it, it's going to actually just be even more. Wow. And how does color play a part in healthy fashion? That's actually um, a really important part of fashion for health. So I'm glad that you mentioned it. And mm-hmm. I, I I wanted to say that there's specific colors that we can wear, but it's good to wear all colors. A, a mystic told me one time, if you place colors on your body that you don't like, it's actually not a bad thing because there's it's going to kind of trigger a trauma or an experience that you had with that color and oh. sort of neutralize it. So sometimes it, it's important to address the signature colors that we love. It's important to wear those colors. But there's comes a time when you approach uh, pieces in your wardrobe or Mm -hmm. what you haven't bought. And you say, you know, I really just don't like that color. It may not be that you don't like the color or it may not be about, you know, your skin color or how it uh, looks on your body. It could actually be a color that you need. Yeah. Embracing all different colors, uh, you know, on the prism rainbow spectrum is really important. And Mm -hmm. when you go out into nature and into the universe, all the colors are there. All the the tropical hot colors, you know, the cool Mm -hmm. colors, warm colors. And they do have certain color palettes available that can enhance people. Like I know that there's consultants wardrobe consultants that will tune into like the Zodiac and they'll tune into, uh, you know, your, your birthday and actually planetarily come up with specific colors that are good for you. And that can be one, just one direction people can take. Oh, wow. Fashion and color, but there's just an assortment of different ways color can heal a person. And in Egypt, the Solarian colored light rooms were very important part of treating people. And in the medical industry, uh, there's a specific disease that babies are born with and they use a blue colored light and they flash the blue colored light on the baby and it cures the baby. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I'm I'm blanking on which disease it was, but the, in the medical it's industry, it's not jaundice, is it? It, it could be. Oh, okay. Um, I, I forget, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Use, yeah, they yeah. use a specific 
specific blue colored light and it heals the baby. So the power of oh. colored light is actually parallel to the power of dyes because it's the same thing as energy. Right. Yeah, I think color is really important. I'm yes. very interested in color therapy. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, Sorry. no, I, I, I love <laughs> yeah. color therapy. I absolutely mm-hmm. love color therapy. Yeah. And it's a really powerful way to um, heal the, the mind and the body and soul mm-hmm. through colors. And with those solarian light rooms, flash oh, yeah. colored d- the colored lights yeah. is the exact, it's the exact same thing as wearing a specific color. And, and Hannah Kroger, mm-hmm. a healer, a late, a late uh, master healer of herbs and energy. And uh, she was a pendulum dowser. She was a mm-hmm. whole assortment of things. She told people to place a red towel underneath them on the, on the bed to sleep on a red towel and to cover themselves with a green towel. Oh. And the, the red and green frequencies is a powerful color combination that can treat a lot of different ailments. Oh, so wow. She, she used the colored dyes in the fabrics as a way to treat people through <laughs> sleep, through sleeping with specific colors. Interesting. I wonder if that's why I feel good around Christmas time. Red and green. Oh my goodness. Yes. Right. right? I never thought of that. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I actually just watched, you were talking about old Hollywood. I was watching a a lifetime movie. It was a Christmas movie. It was about old Hollywood, you know, with everything going on, I just felt like watching a Christmas movie. I had it on my DVR. That's awesome. I think it was called Christmas movie magic where I think they go back in time and talk about a, a movie. It was sort of based on like, a, it's a wonderful life and they kind of research it and research the actors. And it was a really fun movie. I don't know why I'm talking about this, but I just, no, I love that. No, yeah. I, I mean, I, I love reminiscing and going back into those older films. Yeah. Those are actually exactly. the only types of films I can stomach these days. I know. Right. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the vintage um, films are definitely uh, much more wholesome and just more comforting. And the, the film industry nowadays is, is quite toxic. And yeah, so red and green, the, those colors are healing, which is interesting. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I like that. What are the top plant-based fabrics that are accessible for mass market nowadays? I will mention that the top plant-based fabrics right now are cotton, uh, linen, hemp, bamboo, especially if it's natural bamboo, there's mm-hmm. a rayon bamboo that's processed and is not as uh, healthy for the body. Uh, the lyocell bamboo is the one to wear. Okay. You can get the linen and the tensile lyocell is a good one too. Oh, okay. And those are the ones that we can sort of approach, uh, these days, but there's a, sure. a new wave of, of different types of textiles uh, that I had briefly mentioned that's going to be helping the ecology and the biodiversity uh, of, of people and plant life and support culture and advancing cultures all around the world. Mm-hmm. Because I find when uh, we're introducing all this polyester, it's really just promoting this vicious cycle of un- non-biodegradable materials 
affecting the planet. And I know this might be off topic, but in ancient times, they would burn a piece of clothing that were no longer going to be worn in their wardrobe. Uh, once mm. their clothes were tattered and ho- in holy condition, they would do some kind of uh, sacred uh, spiritual ceremony of just burning their clothes, burning the clothes mm-hmm. in a healthy way. And right now, if you tried burning your, you know, polyester jacket, it would be a real mess. And you oh, really would sure. It would do pay that. smell too. Yeah. It would <laughs> yeah. be toxic. It, it oh would you'd probably get sick from it. So mm-hmm. that's just one point to address why the, the top plant fabrics really have to come more and more in demand. And it's never going to mm-hmm. happen. If we just produce cotton and linen alone, it's mm-hmm. really going to happen when we create a nice, diverse palette of different types of plants, like the South Americans did when they had fu- used 550 different types of plants for textiles in history. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Bringing that back is going mm-hmm. to definitely help uh, yes. life and, and everybody included. Sure. And what if somebody like me or the listeners wanted to buy plant-based clothing? I know you said it's probably like 10% of the market, right? That's plant-based. Yeah. Okay. Where would we find something like that? So Just out of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do a lot of research, just mm-hmm. going to stores and, and discovering oh, fabrics. You'll find that uh, at least, you know, two to 5% possibly 10%, uh, you know, maybe 15%, you'll find a hundred percent cotton or cotton blends. It's better to wear a cotton blend, a cotton poly blend than hundred percent poly. But you really just have to go into the stores and hunt if you like to shop local. And for me personally, I really like to shop local. And if you go into the thrift stores, you might have better luck, but like, again, it's going to get very frustrating for you to shop for plant-based fashion. It is for me, it's quite depressing. Uh, I go into the stores like Nordstrom's or Saks Fifth Avenue or popular contemporary fashion places. Mm -hmm. Um, I go into the stores and I'm hunting and hunting and hunting for uh, cotton, which is the most popular plant-based fabric out there, which, you know, mainly is what I wear. Yeah. Most of my my first layer outfits, my first layer garments are cotton. It's Mm -hmm. a comfortable, fabric but you'll find too um it's just very rare uh these days so going online and shopping online is going to be a good option for you uh um searching online i know nordstrom their website you can filter out uh, a specific type of element of you know a specific brand or if it's a specific Material. Like you go into Nordstrom and you click there and filter. Mm-hmm. I can actually uh, click cotton and all of the cotton pieces will pull up. So that's one way of finding brands that are supporting and promoting uh, more and more plant-based fabrics. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's still out there and it still exists, uh, plant-based fabrics. Mm-hmm. And uh, one time I was really inspired when I went to Sex Fifth Avenue, I saw a whole assortment of cotton pieces and I'm like, what is going on here? There's so much plant-based fashion uh, in this wow. show. It was like a little wave of plant-based fashion and it really inspired me. So it's going to happen. That's it's amazing. definitely going to happen. 
Yeah, it's going yes. to happen. It's going to become more popular. But going online is definitely going to help uh, you discover brands that are producing fashion uh, in in cotton or linen or hemp or Rami. And it, plant-based fashion would be a, a term to Google. Uh, even on Instagram, there's plant, you could hashtag plant-based fashion and discover mm-hmm. some brands. Uh, but all in all, oh. there's typically every fashion brand all in all will produced a couple or a few pieces of plant-based fashion. So yeah, like free people or just free people. Do you know if they, yeah, they have plant-based fashion. Yeah. I like their, their line. Yeah. It's a, it's Mm -hmm. a really cute line. And like I said, Mm -hmm. I support all brands, no matter what material they use because free people, you know, they have lots of ethics involved and Mm -hmm. there's so many facets of what makes the fashion brand healthy. And it's not just about materials. So of course I can be disappointed that they don't have a material that I want to wear, but at the same time, I can appreciate and respect their brand and what they're doing because the demand is a real vicious cycle and it's not entirely their fault. It's really, it's really the collective industry of what's going on on this planet. The demand for petroleum oil, the demand of, of cheap, uh, and fast, quick to produce fibers. It's not the designers and brands' fault. They're doing their best and they're trying, and that's all they can of do. Of course, no, I understand. Right? Yeah. No, yeah. And um, should people be mindful of symbols and wording displayed on clothing? Could that adversely affect people or other people that see that that on their clothing? Or yes. Well, I'll, I'll share. I'll share an example. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shaman, shaman uh, mystic uh, told me, uh, well, he, he has invented some kind of pattern mm-hmm. with uh, Egyptian symbols on placed and printed textile printed on shirts. And he's no great an example of what he's doing with these ancient Egyptian symbols. And I could be wrong. It might not be an Egyptian symbol. I haven't done my research on. Oh, that's okay. Sure. It's just an example. Yeah. But what he's doing really is he's taking those symbols, he's placing them on the shirt and it's actually being infused in the person. And like the chakra mandalas, you know, those crystal mandalas where you place crystals in pretty patterns and it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what that's what this gentleman is doing with pr- textile printing these types of symbols on shirts. He's creating some kind of mandala frequency pattern that is being infused within the person and healing the person. So, yes, I will say 100 percent symbols are going to be definitely the future of. Oh, wow. And one more example. Um, and another gentleman is screen printing these specific sacred geometric patterns that are actually being used to protect the body and potentially could be used to be worked as a light portal or some kind of vortex. And I, Mm -hmm. as an energy healer and energy reader, I can visually see the sacred geometric patterns working for the body and being able used as some form of light portal, you know, star universal planetary system portal to connect with the universe. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it's, it's a really fabulous. Cool. I'm glad you mentioned it because it's a fabulous uh, thing to be able to concentrate and focus on symbol and fashion. And we don't even have to go that far. If you if you have, say, a business and you screen print your business name on your T-shirt, this this one gentleman did that and many people do it. That's a great that's a great way to tune in to, uh, you know, your signature brand and bring out that uh, type of energy. Oh, wow. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, does the vibration of how and where clothing is made affect us? I mean, in other words, do we absorb this energy, for example, of clothing is made by young people and sweatshops, you know, if it's like child, you know, I don't know, child labor, that kind of thing. Does that affect? Oh yeah. That's a, yeah, that that's definitely Uh something to address. And there's a lot of unethical practice happening and it's not just in the the sweat practices. There's, there's a ton of disturbing evil, uh, things going on on this planet and mm-hmm. sweat tra- trafficking is an extreme issue and yeah there's going to be some kind of imprint on the material and design when it's being produced in an unethical way can it be cleared possibly but mm-hmm. if the uh, shirt is being designed or sewn in an unethical way, it's most likely the whole production cycle of that garment is not good. (laughs) Most likely. Um, So, you know, but the thing is, if you go to, you know, the USA, you'll find sweatshop trafficking in the USA, you'll find sweatshop trafficking all over the world. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's no... Slave labor is, 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 is very sick and it happens all over the planet in every single industry. Sure. At this point, it's something that has to be addressed. And of course, it's it's a very serious thing. And I I do not talk about a lot of the ethics. I've had Mm. a lot of unethical things happen in my life. Mm -hmm. So definitely a sensitive issue for me. Sure. Uh, but nobody really, everybody needs a chance to, to breathe, you know, and have a life. Of course. With that sure. happening, with that happening, it's just a lot. There's just a lot of imbalance on this planet that really needs to be. Right. Balanced. Be- because it'd be shocking. I, I did look it up and I don't want to name names, but some of the names we know that are charging a lot of money for their items and they're probably getting them made for a penny or a dime. And then we're paying hundreds of dollars for it. So I think that's unethical too. It's like I said, it's all that lower level vibration. You know what I mean? That we have to pay attention to bring into our lives. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So what the one solution Mm -hmm. uh, I would I would say is fast fashion truly is creating uh, all of this uh, mass production Mm -hmm. and dressing 7 billion people. Mm -hmm. uh, There's going to always be mass production of fashion. Sure. Of course. But we have have to find ways to improve it and Mm -hmm. having the the correct technology to keep people and, uh, you know, keep people that are in the sewing production or the technical textile production, uh, 
in a state where they can live and breathe functionally and have a living proper wage is mm-hmm. very important these days. So I, sure. so I suggest you, uh, what's going to happen in the future is uh, technology, advanced technology and uh, plant-based fashion to slow it down, slow down all this fast plastic fashion that's mm-hmm. uh, connecting the world and keeping people rushing and running and, and racing with uh, getting all these fabrics and garments done. I agree. Cause it's all really kind of boils down to greed and money. And that's everything that the light workers don't stand for. You know what I mean? So it's just yes. like, ah, what do we do? But it's good that they're, you know, implementing the plant-based fashion. And it's interesting. I was thinking, cause my grandmother, she sewed her costumes cause she performed for the troops in world war two and entertained them, but she made all her costumes by hand. And she made some of my Halloween costumes by hand. And it's just interesting that a lot of that stuff, and even probably in the age of, you know, little house in the prairie, all that stuff was made with love. You know what I mean? They'd add little, she'd add little personal uh, special things to different outfits. You know what I mean? Her gave her personal touch. So it's, it's neat when you could actually make something that was made for somebody like, you know, in little house in the prairie, the mom made Laura Ingalls her dress, you know, and that was made with love. So it's just the energy of it just feels really special. You know, when you look back in the past, when probably our ancestors made clothes for, you know, like my grandmother and that oh, sort that's of thing. Wonderful. It's interesting. That's really yeah. wonderful. Yeah. You must have been extremely talented to be able to do that. Not everybody yeah, has that Yeah, she gift. was. Uh, she Can was I, very talented. She wanted to go to Hollywood, but she didn't get there. But maybe that's a good thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, the, energy, the energy of uh-huh. uh, designing and sewing a product and that yeah. specialness that she, sure. she did to those pieces. Mm-hmm. It is. It's, there's there's charm to it, and it's magical. I it I, is. Uh, I talk about mm-hmm. uh, magical fashion, and it's going to be a topic of my next book eventually. But the, mm-hmm. the magic of fashion truly is when you're bringing in that charm and that specialness and yeah personal expression that comes with handmade garments, and it's a very important thing to to have that connection with clothes. And being able to produce special clothes like that is mm-hmm. is um, an important element of, of sacred fashion. Yeah, that's that's a great title for a book, Sacred Fashion. I like that. <laughs> yes. Um, no, actually, mm-hmm. I, I um, was thinking about um, uh, uh, sacred fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know about that, but uh, yeah. magical yeah that's a nice one too speaking of magical fashion is there anybody that you look up to maybe performers or in regards to how they dress and their image that you like or somebody's style whether it be an actress or an actor or a musician um actually that's actually Mm -hmm. uh, something that i've never really thought about Mm -hmm. Uh, but i do look at trends and you know, industry clothing. I, I get, you know, disgusted a lot most of the time. <laughs> um, right. But I would say too, uh, there's Coco Chanel was a, a fabulous fashion designer mm-hmm. and she, she was a fabulous fashion influencer and I believe her clothes are very special. A uh, Carl Lagerfeld mm-hmm. really kept 
the spirit of Coco Chanel alive when Coco Chanel passed. I mean, the, the fashion's incredible. I mean, yeah, it's sure. practically genius. Coco Chanel made a specialness to fashion, a modern approach to fashion, and mm-hmm. even used men's knitwear for women's sportswear. So she and she took the men's undergarments, the jersey knitwear, mm-hmm. and she put and made them into suits, little cotton sweaters mm-hmm. and, and skirts. So I love Coco Chanel. I'd say she is definitely a strong inspiration for me and wow. what she did for the industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's amazing. But, you know, people like Prince, I mean, look at his style. You know how he dressed? He wore the Paisleys. <laughs> and then somebody like Stevie Nicks, you know, she saw somebody in the audience when she first started performing with Fleetwood Mac. And she said to herself, I want to look like that girl. So she, she started <laughs> kind of dressing a little bit more bohemian with the top hats, the chiffon. I do like that because, you know, the way she dresses because she is a mystical person. And I I would I would dare to say I feel she's psychic. I feel yeah. like she could probably do readings like I'm doing. She's very mystical. So it's interesting how she implemented that mystical fashion into her persona. I think it's interesting. Oh, you know? I love it. I love yeah. it. I, I, yeah. and love her designer, I, I just wanted to say, I didn't mean to interrupt her designer is Margie Kent. Okay. I didn't yeah, mean I to interrupt. Heard that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. she, she wore incredible clothes and she mm-hmm. really embraced that archetype, the innocence archetype, uh, you know, the spirited innocence archetype, Junjian archetype. And I, I love right. style genres. Me and too. Definitely be powerful when we use these style genres to uh, express ourselves and Mm -hmm. definitely picked up on that mystical side of innocence of fashion, the spirited side is really inspiring. Yeah. I I mean, I think that kind of stuff is positive because she probably channels like the Celtic goddess Rihanna and you know what I mean? So she's more, I feel like she's, not wrapped up in something evil, (laughs) which is good. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah, It's all good intentions. Um, Alyssa, where do you want to see fashion go in the future? Like what are your hopes for it besides plant-based fabrics? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Overall, I would say uh, make it more spiritual and divine and Mm -hmm. uh, bringing, like you had said, uh, evoking, that mystical expression like Stevie Nicks did when we can pick up on our signature styles and really support ourselves through personal expression. I think that's a really important role in fashion as well. Uh, you know, tuning into the ascended masters and the, the angels of the most high and, and what they wore and, and choosing, uh, you know, maybe crystals, wearing more crystals and, oh, and wow. yeah, wearing more nice. healing modalities. The future mm-hmm. of fashion, I believe, is uh, uh, an alternative health remedy, something that we can wear that can um, bring us into new states of consciousness. And I do approach this a lot. And I, I, I tend to talk about fashion as a spiritual endeavor, because what I mentioned with the metaphysical, the metaphysical attributes, Mm -hmm. fashion is so important and it's not expressed or talked about that much in uh, the field of fashion right now. Cause I had, I had one uh, gentleman who honestly told me, you know, there's not a lot of fashion literature 
talking about the specific talk topics that you talk about. Mm-hmm. So that's why I really wanted to bring in the future of fashion as a spiritual awakening tool. And when I had visited Mount Shasta and these energy vortexes, I was sort of guided to write this book. It really uh-huh. uh, was coming through me in a divine way in order to talk about these topics. They're very honest, truthful topics. It's not everybody doesn't really want to hear it, but at the same time, people resonate with it and they like it. They overall yes. like it and mm-hmm. find it very amazing. Yes, exactly. And where can people buy your book? My book is on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Books a Million, most all major bookstores worldwide. You can order online and oh. or order in the store. So it's published by John Hunt Publishing, a traditional book contract. So it's a, a book that's kind of interweaved in the book trading industry. So if you Google oh. online or go to your nearest large bookstore, you'll be able to order it. And you can also visit my website, uh, www.h is in healthy, f is in fashion campaign. And okay. I have a book page, uh, in, which will give you more details on how to uh, order the book in the country or oh, wow. the, in near you, bookstore near you. Oh, nice. Are you on social media? Yes, you can okay. find me um, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. Okay. Pinterest, and you, you can find my little icons on the footer and on the top of my website page. Okay. Who are you on Instagram? I forgot. I follow you. <laughs> I think we follow each other. Yes. Are you- yes. I am at HF campaign. So at okay. the H is in healthy F is in fashion campaign. Okay. Very good. And then what are your plans for the future? My plans for the future are to continue promoting and working um, on marketing this book and starting new fashion books and focusing on my planetary and energy work as a planetary energy healer, trying to sort of focus on creating and activating the crystalline energy activation, helping support that because really this planet's not going to go anywhere until it approaches the the new high frequency that needs to be in place so that the, right. When that happens, you know, the evil is toxicity is going to be removed. It's I'm, I'm (laughs) really, I'm really in that process. I'm really supporting Mm -hmm. that, uh, spiritual ascension happening on the planet a hundred percent. Right. And as light workers, we just have to keep admitting that light and sending that vibration. That's what we have to do. Yes. I really wanted to thank you for being here today. And I would love to have you back because I feel like you're going to write, um, spirits showing me you're going to write at least four more books. Wow. Well, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I, I would actually confirm that. And another psychic had told me I was going to write three. So you said four. It, he, mm-hmm. I, uh, I believe I would write for, and 
Interesting. I, I'm hoping that would happen. I've, I I've feel like it will. Ahead. I've got a ton of research ahead. So yeah. I think saying that that's a, that's a very hopeful thing to say to me. So thank you so uh, much. I had a vision of going into a retail center and there's this beautiful water fountain and there's this ooh. little, this little center of sparkling water and you could, you could go into this retail shop and it was kind of like a spa. So Ooh. I really actually want to help brands mm-hmm. uh, m- create their shops and stores into being more spa and therapeutic for the customer. So that might be what you're Great. talking about. Yeah, right. Exactly. And your book's called Healthy Fashion, right? Healthy Fashion. Healthy Fashion. Yep. Healthy fashion, the deeper truths. Right. And I just forgot the second one of the deeper truth. Okay. So, you know, please check out Alyssa's book, healthy fashion, the deeper truth. It's a very informative read. I loved it. And I wish you all the best Alyssa. And I really certainly appreciate you being here today. This was wonderful. Yes. Thank you so much, Jamie. I've I've had a lot of fun and you opened the conversation to so many different important points. I, I really honor that and I respect that. I thank you so much for giving me the time to express myself and uh, talk about my work. And I, I know that you're inspired by it and you have a lot to say about it too. Yes, I do. So I'd love to come back on the show. Yeah. Talk about some more topics. Oh, definitely. I feel like we will. I wish you all the best and thank you. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts under Electric Spirit Podcast. Also, please feel free to write a review. It will help to keep this podcast going. If you don't feel like writing, you could always leave a five-star review, please. (laughs) Thank you for listening. And until next time, don't forget to ignite your spirit. Thank you for listening to the Electric Spirit Podcast with your host, psychic medium, Jamie Lynn. Find us on Instagram at Electric Spirit Podcast. Be sure to join us next time. Recharging your energy, recharging your magic, recharging your spirit. Until then, ciao.